0: Hello! Welcome to another episode of Big Al's Life Journey. I am so, so excited today because I'm bringing you this new episode called Do My Voice Matter? Does it? Does your voice really matter? Remember, Big Al's in the house. You better watch your mouth. Hello, here we go again. I'm Big Al, your host on Big Al's Life Journey. I know it's been said about women, keep them barefoot and pregnant. That is so far from the truth. And it's also been said, keep, kids are to be seen and not heard. The question I have. Does my voice matter? I'm going to be talking to you about three types of studies that has been taken involving your voice. Do you know that there are 206 bones in the human body? When I found that out, I was flabbergasted. I said, wow, 206 bones? In a human body. And then I looked up. How many muscles is there. In the human body. It's 600 muscles. In the human body. The tongue is one of those muscles. That is so amazing. I'm going to first be talking to you about. The womb to the world. What happens when a baby's in a mother's womb? We're talking about, does our voice matter? In Genesis chapter 1, it it says that God said eight different times. In verse number 3, verse number 6, verse number 9, verse number 11... Verse number 14, verse number 20, verse number 24, and verse number 26. Why I mention that is because God spoke in creation. He used his voice. And his voice mattered. Because the world was formless and void. It had no life. It was dark. And so he used his voice... In such a positive way that the world became paradise, a place of beauty. The word matter means being of importance, having a significant. That's what that means. Talking with your baby. Now this is a baby in a womb we're talking about here. You know, when it starts to develop the baby, this is what we're talking about here. Talking with a baby, reading with your baby, and engaging in a conversation is a great way to foster learning. Now, there is a new evidence suggesting that babies begin learning a pattern of language even before they are born. It says, what does this mean for expecting parents? Remember, we are talking about, does my voice matter? Talking and singing with your baby and reading with your baby, even before birth, can be a way to foster early social interaction and even later learning. And how does it? It shows me here that when a baby's in the womb, It is so important that we read, sing to it, and it fosters learning, learning habits, learning abilities that the baby can take when it starts to talk. Remember, we're talking about, does my life matter? What stories and topics do we really enjoy What themes do we enjoy talking about? It's telling us to established that when the baby is in the womb, so when the baby is growing up, it already would have some foundation of learning, some foundation of language. So does our voice matter? Yes, it does. Our voice do matter. And this is amazing because I never realized Uh, as I was doing my research and studying how it's important that we speak life to a baby because it affects the baby even as they grow older because that sticks into a baby's spirit. Read aloud before your baby is born. It is never too early to start developing a reading routine with your baby. One way to develop is sharing... Reading times by exploring reading books aloud to your baby, even before he or she is born. Babies recognize your voice even before they are born. Once your baby arrives, try reading to it a bit each day. Remember, we are talking about, does my voice matter? Remember, God established his voice when he said, let there be light. And it was light. And God established this whole beautiful world with what he said. He spoke, let there be. He used his voice eight different times to create paradise, to create this world we live in. Now I'm going to be talking about, does my voice matter? And the subject of your loved ones being in a coma. We know that being in a coma is not very nice. It is not very good because that person is in a sleep. And this is talking about, can a loved one's voice matter when a person is in a coma? Your loved one. This study is taken up by Dr. Therese Lewis with the Heinz, Virginia, Northwestern University studies, whether a comatose patient can regain some brain function by repeatedly hearing the voice of loved ones. Does my voice matter? We're talking about. And CBS News and other news outlets report a study by researchers of Heinz Development, the hospital of Northwestern University, Answers the question many family members ask when their loved ones with traumatic brain injuries are in a coma. Can they hear me, according to the study? The answer is yes. See, our voice does matter in every situation. It matters when that baby is in that womb and is growing and learning. It recognizes your voice, your language. There is such a connection between you and your child. Now, we see the connection between our voice and our loved one that's in a coma. They're asleep. They're trying to get better. Now, we see that our voice does matter. I don't care what people tell you. Back when you were coming up, child's kids are to be seen and not heard. Women are to be barefoot and pregnant, and that's not true. We all have a voice, and our voice does matter. It goes on to say that the researchers found comatose patients become more responsive after hearing recordings of a loved one, one telling a familiar story several times a day. For a week, while none of eight patients who got the treatment emerged to full consciousness during the study, they appeared to be more aroused and more aware of a a companion group according to the standards of the coma scale. So we see that when a patient is in a coma... Your voice does matter to their well being. We see that. This is scientifically proven that, that your voice does matter. Now I'm going to talk about does our voice matter when it comes to plants? I thought the plant life was uh, so amazing because we always heard that about plants. And I was always kind of like uh, funny with plants, people talking to plants. I remember I have a sister. She had all these beautiful plants, you know, and I was like, wow, these plants are beautiful. Look at these plants. Wow, they're growing. And she would be talking to them. She would be fertilizing the plants. She would be just doing her thing with the plants, you know, and they would be growing. And I'm like, wow, I guess it does work. And then as I looked at this, um, this study here, it says, does speaking kindly to plants uh, really help them grow? And I watched this video, and in this video, it showed these kids, and they did this scientific study. Some of the kids spoke, they kind of bullied this one plant. Then some of the other kids spoke kindly to the other plant. Believe it or not, the plant that was bullied withered. It dried up. And the plant that was talked and nurtured to and spoke nicely, grew, and flourished. The connection between plants, words, and health. Could speaking kindly words to your plant actually help them grow? The practice may not be as far-fetched as it sounds. We dug up some research to find the roots of the interesting calm. The concept of speaking to plants... To help them grow may have been originated in experiment by a famous uh, researcher and author, Iyamoto, a Japanese author and researcher in alternative medicine, found that watering exposure, positive thoughts and words from beautiful ice crystals that were frozen. Water exposed to negative thoughts polluted the matter, forming other other crystals when they were frozen. So they took these crystals of water and froze them and spoke nicely to them, and they grew and flourished and became beautiful crystals. Then the other crystals of water that they spoke to negatively became ugly. And this shows me that life and death is in the power of my tongue. What happens when we bully things and we speak negative about things? Things tend not to grow so good. Have you ever been spoken negatively to or put down? How does that really make you feel in your spirit? Does that make you really feel good or does that really make you feel better? Of course. No one likes to be spoken down to or spoken bad to. So we see here... We only have to remember that the human body is made up of 60% water to realize how impact, impactful our thoughts, beliefs, and words can be to our health. Remember, we are 206 bones and 600 muscles, and the tongue is one of them. So we use this tongue, this mouth, sometimes not so good. I'm trying to get better with my tongue. Because your tongue can be used for good or evil. It can be used for a weapon toward someone else's life. Does my voice matter? Plants, meanwhile, contain even more water, up to 90%. And interestingly, researchers suggest that they are more sensitive to their environment than we realize. Wow, that's something. You know that 90% water. We made up of 60% water. They made up of 90% water. Uh, A publisher journal psychologically found that interacting with indoor plants may reduce uh, psychological stress. The, the researchers suggest that accurately, in acting with plants, transparently in the studying suppresses stress. Isn't that something? We're talking about, does our lives matter? Our voice, excuse me, our voice matters. And I really believe our voice has a lot to do with, with our lives, with, with what's happening in our life today. Because when you go to Proverbs in the Bible, Proverbs chapter 18, verses 4, it says, The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellsprings of wisdom is flowing out of his brooks. The word of a man's mouth. Remember, our voice does matter, right? And it's speaking about a man's mouth. Is speaking about how a man speaks, does my voice matter? Ideally, in every research and in, in speech of a man, the deep meaning in his heart, instead of the idea, is related to coming out of a man's heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Have you ever spoken something bad, and you want to take it back, something negative? You say, you know what, I shouldn't have said that. And you offended the person. You you hurt that person so deeply. You know, but sometimes we have to watch what we say. Our voice does matter. I know sometimes some people say, oh, you stay in your place. Your voice doesn't matter. Your voice does matter. Proverbs 18.6 says, now this is talking about foolish speech. A foolish person's lips. We're talking about speaking, that voice. It says it calls to contention. It is in the nature of a fool to argue. You ever meet someone, all they like to do is argue. You know you're never going to win. And you're like, what's going on here? You're never going to win with some people. They love to argue. They said that person has a foolish mouth, a foolish lip, or someone that's always so negative. They're speaking, I call it garbage. Their words often brings contention to them. His mouth calls for blows. The contention words of a fool invites punishment, and sometimes this punishment can be physical. Cause sometimes you talk too much. You ever meet somebody who talks too much, almost get into fights all the time. I almost had a fight because their mouth, that foolish mouth, does our voice matter? It does matter. It matters for good, and it can matter for evil. In Proverbs, chapter eighteen, verse seven says dealing with a fool again a foolish mouth is a destruction, and his lips are a sneer of his soul. a foolish mouth is the destruction of a person. The words of a fool shows his folly but also works toward his destruction. Many of fools have been ruined because of their foolish words their lives have got ruined because of their foolish lips their lives Got messed up because of their foolish lips. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8. The word of a tailbearer. This one is really big. When you talk about a tailbearer, if you who don't know a tail bearer, the Bible calls a person a tailbearer, a gossip. That's a big thing. I always find that amazing how people they talk in front of your face and they laughing and they ha ah, ha yeah ha yeah, big out you the man. And then they're talking right in the corner behind your back. That is so cynical. That's so evil. But so many people do that. They're one way in your face, and then they're stabbing you in the back with what they're, what they're saying. And it says here, the words of a tailbearer are a tasty treat. And it says, it goes down into his innermost body. The so words of a tailbearer is a tasty treat. Gossip. The gossip and evil report brought by tailbearers are almost impossible to resist. It says we, we, it's hard for us to resist because sometimes, like, you get caught up in these things. I know I have. Somebody come to you, hey, Big Al, you're like, what's going on, man? Blah, 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 blah. They're all in your ear telling you everything. Like, what's going on here? And then you start to change towards a person, and you don't even know the whole story. You need to find out the whole story. And sometimes, uh, not sometimes, you need to go to the source to find out what's going on. Because sometimes we get it from this one, we get it from that one, we get it from this one. Sometimes I heard it in three different versions and it's not even true. And we get so hung up in that, that tail that gossip. That gossip is evil because you can hurt somebody. You can destroy somebody's life by what we're speaking. We have to be very careful with that. Those who should know better find it difficult to tell the tailbearer to stop talking. I know I have. I have had trouble because sometimes you're really close to people and you like them a lot, and they're speaking so much garbage, and your ears are so open—they're big as elephant ears. Your ears, you know, they're so open to this gossip. The importance is to express its 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 reputation. It damages people greatly. It takes away from the man's good reputation. And we have to be careful. We're, we're killing our brother or our sister's life with what we're speaking. We cannot let uh, tale-bearing gossip become so much a part of our life. The scandal. It seems like a lot of people are up in scandalous things and they start believing things that's not true. So we have to be very careful that we don't get hung up in those situations uh, with tailbearing, and then proverbs eighteen twenty a man's stomach should be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. remember we are talking about does my my voice matter, and my voice does matter? it could be for good and it could be for evil. We see it here. It's meant for evil, that gossip. We have to watch our mouths, that tongue. Remember, there's 600 muscles and the tongue is one of those muscles we can use for good or bad. We can sing praises to people's lives and to God or we can sing people's destruction or our own destruction by being a fool by what we speak. So now we sing from the The produce of his lips he shall be filled. A man's stomach should be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. For some it is is possible them to make a living living by what they say. Like reporters, like uh, sports people, like podcasters. You know, it it, it satisfies their stomach. It's their livelihood. But their stomach perhaps, their family from the fruit of their mouth, from the produce of their lips, they should be filled. What I'm saying is his stomach in the f- fulfills his financial obligations. We have to be very careful about everything that we speak in this life. And the last one I'm going to talk to you about is the death in life is in the power of the tongue. And that's what we've been talking about. Does my voice matter? Proverbs 18.21 Life and death is in the power of my tongue. And it's so important that I speak life. The reason I say life because there's so much death out there. And we're surrounded with so much negativity, circumstances. So I have to be careful I do not add on to what I'm going through by what I'm saying. It says, "Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit of it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue." Previously, we see how what a man speaks can provide for his stomach. Here's an idea extended to remind the reminder of us: the tongue, not only has power but provision, but also death and life. So we have to be careful what we speak. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat the fruit. Those who are wise enough to love and appreciate the power of what a a man says will be blessed and will eat the pleasant fruit of the wise and effective speech. And going back to a woman being barefoot and pregnant, and that's what they used to say back in my day, I said, that's far from the truth. Because when you look at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the first ones that he appeared to was the women. They went to the tomb and they saw him not in the tomb. So what did the women do? There was an angel there, told the women to go tell the disciples that he had risen. So what I'm saying, does my voice matter? Your voice does matter. But let's use our voice for positive, for blessing, not cursing. So thank you so much to all my listeners, supporters. Thank you, and God bless you, and I hope you enjoyed this episode that it shed some light on Does My Voice Matter?